Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. All right, mi gente, so uh, let's first start off with the fact that it is daylight savings time. It's so funny because as I was driving around today to get some errands done before actually sitting down and recording this episode, I was looking at my car clock and it was like four, but it was not and you know that feeling. So I definitely have to make sure that tomorrow morning before I head off to work that my clocks are changed <laughs> because trust me, I don't know about all of you, but I've had times in the past where let's say daylight saving times hits, right? And my obviously on my iPhone and my Mac, those times change. However, I've had instances in the past where the clock on my car, I will literally wait like a month or two before I actually switch it. And usually when I switch it, it's because one of my sisters scolded me. Like, I can't even lie about that. <laughs> I was having this conversation the other day with my mom, like, okay, I know that sometimes it can seem like I'm doing a lot, but in reality, sure, I do podcast episodes. I do a lot of behind the scenes things while doing my classes and my work, but there's small instances such as me waiting two months sometimes to change my clock time. Or the fact that I bought a doorknob, like a new doorknob I want to switch for my bedroom. I bought it like over a month or two ago and I still haven't changed it. But I'm over here learning graphic designs, trying to find new ways to like, you know, upgrade my website. But I haven't changed my doorknob. Yeah, that that tends to happen a lot. <laughs> so if any of you can relate to this I would love to know and just like whenever you see me post anything on Instagram, make sure to like mention something in regards to this. Like, oh, it's taken me this ekis ekis because it would be nice to be able to resonate with someone in regards to this. All right, mi gente, so moving on forward for the fact of the day that I'm really excited to share with you. I know I've mentioned this IG page in the past, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it again, Scholar Stuff. I can go ahead and put her username in the show notes, but she she basically created this graphic that I it didn't even click into my mind. Like I never put too many thoughts into it, but okay. So it's like a, a four square thing, and it has alumna, alumnus, alumni, alumnae, and. I don't know about all of you, mi gente, but I didn't even know there was a difference. So alumna is a female scholar graduate, yes, and alumnus is a male, and then alumni is like more than one, and an alumnae is more than one, but female, at least from my understanding of the graphic. And fun fact, she also mentioned, I'm going to read it word by word. For the record, did you know that an individual is still considered an alum from an institution they attended even if they did not graduate? Isn't that crazy? I never even put like, you know, much thoughts into this, but that's why I love following like academic pages that that just share random stuff that you didn't know you needed until you said you heard or read something in regards to it, but a super informational pro post. And she usually, Kendra, that's, that's the, 
the creator's name. She usually posts like a lot of good content in regards to this. So I definitely suggest that you follow with scholar stuff. Now, Mijenta, before we continue on, I, I want to like address another thing. So, um, okay. So as I mentioned in the past, I have a blue Yeti mic that I use to record the episodes. I would like to say, I think my audio is pretty, it's pretty good in regards to the fact that I don't have an actual studio or an exact like, you know, place where it's only fully, fully podcasting, you know what I mean? And I know that like sometimes like a little, um, what's like a smoke alarm sound will sometimes go off like a little beep. Or I know sometimes, I don't know if you've heard it, but like my, my tia, she has birds. So sometimes you'll hear them like peep, peep, things like that. And I try so hard to like record during times where it's the most quiet, but because it's still a Latinx household. We got birds and we got fire alarms. And I'm like, oh goodness. And I wanted to address this today is specifically because I made a TikTok earlier and I, I don't even remember what I was saying. I think it was a quote that I had created, but anyways, and I had one of my listeners who listens to the podcast, but also follows the TikTok. She had mentioned that she was like, I love your TikTok. And I also relate to it because I live in a Mexican household and I could hear the fire alarm like you had your fire alarm, like not the actual sound sound, but like the beeps. And I'm like, yep, that's why I kind of understand when some individuals like they want to do a podcast, they want to do a YouTube channel, but it's just like they have to find a way to like manage time that works for them where the house can be the most quiet because it'd be a thing, mi gente, it'd be a thing. All right, me hint this. So we're going to go ahead and transition into, and this post, I have to give a shout out to Grad Life Grind. She, I thought like when I saw her post this on Instagram a few days ago, I was like, oh my gosh, this is super, super relevant. Like, okay, so it's about grad school application costs. And I definitely want to read the post if you want to see in a more like visual, like, you know, a visual setting since the podcast is audio, I could go ahead and also link her IG handle. So then you could see this recent post of hers that goes into like a a very detailed way of how to maneuver and plan like the expenses to apply to grad school. And from my experiences as well, I want to share like how that process was for me too, at least money wise, because don't get me wrong, Mijente, of course, I want to make sure that I continue cheering all of you on while cheering myself on as we continue our graduate school journeys, because it's a long one for sure. But I, I also want to be realistic, and I like to be as realistic as I can be, because I know if I wasn't realistic with myself, I wouldn't be where I am now. So how could I not share that with all of you? You know me, gente? So I'm going to go ahead and start off by you know, just giving the feedback, reading off her posts, and then I want to go ahead and add on to it. So it's breaking down the cost of graduate applications. And right away, you see on her caption that to apply to graduate school itself, it costs Ariel about 2000 to 3000 which is honestly not a huge surprise. And she had mentioned like the application fees because different programs have different application fees, which can range from 30 to 150. Then transcripts, because you know, you have to send the transcripts from like each school and Equis, and then the standardized test scores. And this definitely goes back to if you have to take the GRE, the M- the GMAT, if you have to take the CBEST, if you have to take 
Well, I know for the CPA, it's not to get into grad school. It's like um, to be a certified public accountant, but that's still like finances in itself. And then like the CSETs, especially if you, if you didn't get your BA in liberal arts, it, that's another cost right there. And then I think I already said CBES, but yeah, so taking those exams to get into your preferred programs. And then sometimes you also have to think like, okay, what if I don't pass my exams the first time? Cause it happens, you know, like honestly, these standardized tests, they, they weren't made for minority students. They were literally created to, for the students that pretty much aren't first gen and have people guiding them along the way. Anyways, me hit this. So I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, a lot of the times, actually, these exams, they're difficult. So there are students that have to pay to take, let's say, the GRE three times to see which scores the best or the the MCAT, the LSAT, Equis, Equis, definitely more than one. So that's something to consider. Now, Mihenta, the other thing that she had mentioned on this was the interviews, which is so true. Because here's the thing. Let's say, okay, you live in California. And let's say you were looking at a grad program in NYU and then they give you the offer and they offer you an interview, like the offer to like come for an interview. And then you have to go ahead, like pay a lot of the times if like the graduate program doesn't provide itself, because maybe there are programs that do pay for students to travel. A lot of times they don't either. So the student has to pay out of pocket for their plane ticket a place to sit, a place to stay when they go interview with, you know what I mean? And I'm sure there are graduate programs that maybe they offer a place for students to like spend the night when they're going to do their interview. However, at least from my understanding, there aren't that many graduate programs that do that for students who are going for interviews. So you want to make sure you do your research on that. Not just like, you know, Make sure you do your research on the grad programs that call your interests, but then continue on and do the research to see like, okay, what happens if I do get in? And if I do get in, what could I expect? Like an interview, not an interview, ekis, ekis, and then just go from there. And then at least from my experiences, so the two graduate programs that like, you know, like the first one, I went ahead, applied, got in, but then left that program. And then, well, now I'm at the program I'm in now. Um, yes, we had like form of interviews, but because I was in a standpoint of my life where these universities weren't too far from me, I didn't have to like get a hotel to like, um, go and experience the interview process, ekis, ekis, but that's still like gas in itself, which again, it's nothing in comparison to a plane ticket, but it's just good to consider all those things. Now, in my experience, I know for my first graduate program that I applied to, I want to say I easily spent, I'm going to say, well, for me, it was definitely less than like 150. Yeah, because I had to pay for the grads to like, you know, submit my application itself Ekis, Ekis, then my transcripts. And because I was living, you know, pretty local to that program, I didn't have to like fly out Ekis. But then when I transitioned to this new program, I had to put down the money for the standardized tests that like, well, as I shared with you, like I'm finishing up my credential to then continue on with the master's classes in my current graduate school journey. Um, I had to pay for those different exams. And then well, I've shared in the past, I did not pass my CVS the first time. So that was an additional charge to like take it again and then submitting my transcripts and then going ahead and let me think what else, the application itself, Ekis Ekis. And at least for me, 
putting all of that together in the program I'm currently in, I want to say I spent about 800 just for that one program itself. Like I'm talking about everything, like the exams, the transcripts, ekis, ekis. So I think that's a very good, it's just very good to have these conversations. So then when it does come your time, whether you're doing an interview or whatever it may be, wherever you may find yourself in regards to your graduate school journey, it's good to just have an idea, plan around how you can make the finances work for you. Maybe there's like scholarships that you've had through undergrad in some way for you to still keep the money from it, or maybe money from your FAFSA, from your undergrad journey, save some of it to apply to grad school, just things like that. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Ay, mi gente, so... I'm not sure if all of you were able to hear it, but as I'm listening back, I can kind of hear it. Again, this goes back to me living in my little cow town in a Latinx household. There, right now, it's okay. It's 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 later in the day, and we got the train going, and I feel like I could literally hear it, but I can't take it out. <sighs> yeah, just know I do try though. And then what's it called, Mante? And in case you heard a boiling pot, yes. That was my idea. It just it's a it's a thing. That's why I I un, I understand why my classmates, whenever we're like in Zoom and stuff, <laughs> why our cameras are always off, mics are off unless we actually have to like speak speak, which you know we will because we can't leave the professor hanging. But it's because like, oh my gosh, all the sounds that just come from a Latinx household. Like it's so funny because one of the mujeres that's in my cohort. While we were sitting in my Friday night, 7.30 p.m. class, I had sent her a text saying, oh, I never like turn on my Zoom camera because usually around this time, it's like it's dark. And then you know how lighting is in a Latinx household. It's it's not that hot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, mi gente? And then she just giggled and she like, well, giggled like through text. And she was like, no worries. Like I have my parents watching Jenny Rivera like right next to me while I'm in class. And it's like, oh my gosh. So it's kind of like, oh, but we just do what we can, mi gente. Now, mi gente, the next topic I do want to highlight does go back to procrastinating and burnout. Now, I do want to let you all know that I feel like with the topics burnout and procrastination, time management, equis equis, all of that, it can literally, I feel like could be a separate series in itself, which I mean, I will make sure to like go in more depth in like future episodes in regards to like how I tackle or how I have tackled those three different, you know, things. <laughs> but I will tell you, I think it just takes time because I mean, to create a well series in regards to that, but I do want to highlight it in this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and just start out with like the reality, like how do I nav- navigate burnout and procrastination ekis? Well, I don't know if I have the best answer, but I'm going to tell you from my experiences, things I've tried that have worked that have not worked and just pick and choose whatever may work for you. Now, me gente, I'm going to be honest. One of the things that, well, I'll definitely tell you this, like I, I have procrastinated in the past, like any other student, especially in undergrad. However, whenever I would like procrastinate or were feeling burnout, well, one, as I've shared before in the past, when I was an undergrad, I didn't even know what burnout was. So when I was starting to feel exhausted, 
for some reason, my mind, which it goes back to the survival mentality, um, would be getting upset with myself because I'm like, no, you're not supposed to be getting more tired. Let me give you more work to make you work harder. Yeah. So I, I didn't know what burnout was in undergrad. And then with the whole procrastination thing, of course I procrastinated in undergrad. I've had times where I've procrastinated, like, okay, it's very questionable, but I've also had times where like, it's procrastination, but like, it's, it's, I guess, reasonable. Like if something's due at 1159, maybe I turned it in at nine o'clock that night. It just depend on like what assignment or project it was, Equis. But as I continued on with grad school, obviously that did change. Like I still procrastinate on some things, but not everything just because like, at least in my current program, sometimes I feel like if things get stacked up, I will like, oh, you know what I mean? But that's that shouldn't really be a surprise <laughs> when you're like, you know, passing your BA degree. But in regards to that, okay. So with burnout and procrastination, just like as I've shared, Vigente, or I'm going to share, I'm going to be honest, like what's helped me is just accepting the fact that I'm like, okay, Estrella, you're in this higher ed route for a long one you you want your doctor okay you're gonna be you're gonna be doing this for a a while longer pues girl you know procrastination and (laughs) burnout is gonna happen you just you gotta know that it's just going to happen and that's okay because you know like higher ed journey is so long in itself we have different cycles And I don't know what it is, but because I have that self-awareness where I'm like, okay, no matter what I do, I'm still human. And because, well, this is higher ed, I'm sure it happens in other settings, but I'm just going to really focus on higher ed. It's it's a thing. It's going to happen. And because I have that self-awareness, when I do procrastinate, then I'm like, I don't feel as tense about it. Or like if I do procrastinate, it isn't as bad as... It was an undergrad because I kind of have that self-awareness. Like, it's going to happen. You're not perfect. You're still a student, but you're going to do what you can do. And then the other thing that helps me too is that in regards to procrastination, well, and again, I think it just comes with age and just like, you know, navigating your dreams, your wants, lo que tú quieras. Quieres. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I'm at the age where I'm like, okay, I'm going to procrastinate. Okay. Then if I'm going to procrastinate, I want to at least like procrastinate with something that's going to bring me benefits. Now, let me explain. So like, let's say, again, I have a project that I have to turn in at 11.59 and let's say I started it, but then like I didn't fully finish it and I have like the rest of the Sunday afternoon to finish it up before I have to turn it in. Okay. So instead of like spending that whole time, like watching Netflix as a procrastination method, which is fine. If you do, I'm just saying from my experience, instead of spending the whole time watching Netflix and then it's like, okay, I have three hours left. I have to do it. Like what I do is I'm like, okay, today you're procrastination. It's going to happen. I have that self-awareness now. Well, if you're going to procrastinate, fine, at least make it somewhat productive for yourself in the sense where it's like, okay, I will procrastinate watching Netflix for an hour or two, but then the rest of the three hours I probably would have spent still procrastinating. I'll put it into like, let me just go for a walk at the park or let me go ahead and like play around with Canva and Adobe Spark a little bit more. Let me go ahead and just like Ekis Ekis. Does that make sense where it's kind of like, it's a, it's a, it's a productive procrastination for your own benefit and growth. 
And because I'm like, I still feed those procrastination needs when it's like, when I actually do the work and it gets still turned in on time, once that's all done, I don't know, I just don't feel as bad as about it. Because before, when I was an undergrad student, if I procrastinate and I didn't have that self-awareness or the type of like mindset that I have now towards procrastination when I'm like trying to just make things happen, I used to get mad at myself, be like, okay, we're not procrastinating anymore. Why do you always do this? Now I'm more like, okay, it's going to happen. Let me just like do what I need to do that I know is going to bring me like good things to me, but the stuff is still going to get done, if that makes sense. Now, I'm not sure if it works for every student, if it works for every program, if it works for every area of study, but I will say just having self-awareness on certain things and People tend to build their self-awareness when they reflect back on their patterns and patterns of like, you know, the typical higher ed student, you know? So I definitely do that now with burnout. (sighs) Okay. So with burnout, like I've said, with undergrad, I've experienced it, even though I did not know what the heck it was. And I've had, I've had times where like, I almost can feel my body doing burnout in my current program, not because like, oh my gosh, it's horrible. No, like you could still be working towards something you love and that still will get you tired. It's kind of like, 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 you know, when a mom has her baby and it's like, she loves her baby, her baby's her whole world, but that doesn't mean her baby won't get her tired, you know? And she needs like a little, like a little me time before going on. It's kind of the same thing, at least for my understanding, mi gente. And what I've done in the past, especially because I've shared with you. See, everything goes back to self-reflection, mi gente. As I shared with you, I am a workaholic. I need workaholic needs met or I will go crazy. I, yeah, I've, I've tried. But anyways, mi gente, um, so what I do is like, so, okay, I'm trying to think how I should start this. So in regards to the podcast and still being a student, I'm not sure if many of you have noticed, but I do the podcast per season, one, two, three. And I forcefully, at first, now it's easier, but I I forcefully, when I was continuing the podcast, I told myself, okay, Estrella, if you're going to do this podcast, because the podcast is work in itself, you need to make sure you give yourself breaks and you have to be kind to yourself during the process or what's the point? You know, like how can I inspire and motivate other people and be kind to them if I can't do that to my for myself, you know? That's it's just it doesn't work that way. Ethically, anyways. So then I was like, okay, so let me strategize this. So then it's like I'm on my third season, and when I'm taking season breaks, it could be like up for a month or two, but I I will still be actively posting on social medias. And the way I kind of plan it out, well, one, like I've said, my interview episodes, they're done in advance. And I purposely do that. And I really do the most to make sure that I don't record interview episode when I'm currently on season. It's kind of like, I have to make it happen before then. And if I don't get certain interviews done, because maybe like, it just didn't work out, like schedules didn't mix, that's okay. We can move it on to season four. Because as we know, being a student, like our class schedules are usually like always changing. So it's kind of like, okay, so if season three didn't work for this interviewee, we can go ahead and bring them on for season four. It's not going to be the end of the world. And because I know that and I give myself that time and I do it for me where I really minimize 
doing pre-recorded episodes while I'm currently on a season, it does help me out a lot because then when the season is done, it's usually during the time where I have like the most, the most in regards to my projects for school and my readings and exams. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? So that's how it kind of works for me. It's just like, and that's how I would advise it for you. Just like have that self-awareness that like, okay, if I overwork myself like this, even if I'm super obsessed with this current project, or even if I'm super obsessed with my current role in this club, ekis, ekis, even if I'm currently obsessed with all my classes because I love my major and obsessed with like working a lot, you know, while being a student, whatever it may be for you, you have to have that realization that you may be obsessed with all of that right now and just want to do it all impulsively, but that's just going to lead you to your burnout much quicker, you know, versus, and I've had to learn the hard way for myself versus if you have the self-awareness, like, okay, get what you need to get done like academic, personal growth wise, like for me, it's like the podcast and school, but you need to make yourself take breaks and then it'll just come easier, you know? And then when you do that, well, like as, as then when you do that and you have that self-awareness, you're like, okay, so now I'm taking my, I'm like toned it down a little bit around this time. And then I feel like with that, it minimizes the chances of getting a horribly, horribly burnout if that makes sense. Even though I, I honestly feel like from my personal experience and understanding, I feel like the burnout stuff just, it happens. No matter what we do, it's just going to come because we're human. We're not robots. We get tired. Our, our needs change. Like some needs do stay ingrained, but also for the most part, they do change, you know? So that's why just have that self-awareness so you won't be so hard on yourself. You'll be kinder and then have a better plan of like action in regards to when you're like, okay, let me, let me get this together. All right, Mianta. So before we officially conclude this episode, you know, we can't do that without me reading the quote, or I guess I should say statements as well. The quote or statement of the day. And of course, this one is written by yours truly. My focus and energy is different now. Mi tiempo is invested on growth and academia. I don't expect people to understand my plan, pero eventualmente they will see. All right, mi gente, so I hope you can take whatever you can from that. And please, mi gente, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. And ah, I'm so excited to talk to you all later in this week's interview episode. Have a good one. Cuídense. Hablamos pronto.